Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. And welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, what's up with this weird, weird dude named Montgomery? Like, what's his deal? I'm John Bishop. And I'm Lucas Southworth. Our actual catchphrase is the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? But, you know, we like to play with it. But, you know, I got it in. We, I had our cake and ate it, too, because I, I got that in there. Welcome <laughs> to the show we do. We already said our names and stuff. Uh, yeah, John's right. We're going to talk about someone named Montgomery in the Cars verse. If you've listened carefully, you may have an idea of who it is. Or if you read the title that probably includes their famous last name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's Lightning McQueen. His real name's Montgomery. Montgomery McQueen. Real quick, I know we're yes. going to talk a lot about this. I remember we read like that page from the book where it was revealed that his name was Montgomery. Uh, he went by Monty, but his name was Montgomery McQueen. Uh, mm-hmm. And all the characters, including Lightning, sort of reacted in like a, oh, but Lightning's such a cool guy. But his name's Monty or Montgomery? Ugh. But I've, I don't know if I said this at the time. I don't think I did. I've been thinking about it. Montgomery McQueen is like a really good name, I feel like. Oh, I really like it. Uh, okay. Monty McQueen, I'm not a fan of, but Montgomery McQueen. I don't right. like the name Montgomery on its own very much. If you're named Montgomery, sorry, it's fine. But that alliteration, it's like Montgomery McQueen works for me. See, I'm okay with Montgomery McQueen being a comic book character. But sure. if I meet a Montgomery McQueen... I'm going to have a hard time believing that he's anything but just the chattiest of chads. Oh, I'm not saying for like a real human being. I'm saying for like a character. Okay. For a real human being, I would be like, that's sort of a very dramatic name you have. But yeah, anyway, (laughs) uh, we wanted to, this is, I guess, I think we decided this was an autobiography uh, episode. Uh, But I think we're going to, we're going to talk about, lightning in general but i think we really want to focus on his days as montgomery and his basically before the days of cars what what was lightning's life pre cars one is Mm -hmm. sort of what i was thinking unless there's stuff post cars one that we want to talk about then we'll just throw it out the window you know we don't really have strong structures to these episodes all right that works for me i mentioned before that we can't really have a prequel that is about specifically lightning because if we did we'd have to end with him being a dick yeah so having an autobiography where we describe his life leading up to the point where he becomes the dick that we see in the first movie that makes a little bit more sense no yeah totally 
I guess right. a good place to start, unless you have a good place to start. Do you have a good place to start? The year was 1975. Ah, oh, thank you, Johnny. Go for it. Two young lovebirds spotted each other from across the pond, and uh, they had to drive for quite some time because it was a rather large pond, and there wasn't really a bridge that could support two very large vehicles. By large vehicles, I don't mean compared to other vehicles. They were very average, but I assume that you understand that I mean very heavy because cars are heavy. All right. I would, real quick, interjecting, I don't think you assumed that they assumed that because you had to explain it, but go on. Um, thanks for busting my chop. Uh, hey. Not my chops, just the chop. Uh, so it wasn't that strong. These these two uh, lovebirds, they, they meet, they uh, they hit it off, and uh, things start to happen, and you know how oh. that works. All of a sudden, nine months later, they're going steady. And then after a few more years of dating, they get married. And then they have a child, and they name him Montgomery McQueen. Take it away, Lucas. Fantastic. That was, that was great. So Montgomery McQueen is born. I did Google this beforehand, and quite honestly, I didn't do that much research on it. But I couldn't find any information, like from any like side book or whatever, about Lightning's parents. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we know anything about uh, good old Monty's mom and pa. Uh, so good news is it means we get to decide that whenever we mm -hmm. want. Do you think he came from a legacy, maybe, of racing? I wouldn't say a legacy of racing, but I would say a very well-to-do family. Yeah, uh, because it, it, his story is not like Cruz Ramirez's, you know? Mm -hmm. He was not down and out trying to prove himself to the world because it was just so against him no he he was a very strong confident competitor who seems to have had a lot of advantages yeah like he, he may have had to do a little bit of like no i can race no one like ever assumed he couldn't it's just like how every athlete has to you know be good at their sport mm -hmm. so i i do like the idea of him coming from money and I think some like very, very, like not necessarily bad parents, but like the kind of like rich, well-to-do family who puts all the pressure in the world on their child, maybe, could mm -hmm. explain a lot of Lightning and his sort of like proclivity of like, I am the best and I must be the best. And that's sort of my thing <laughs> at the beginning of uh, the first Cars movie. Do you think that checks out? I can definitely see that. It does remind me of the idea of, all right, am I too old to start, like, hoping for the Olympics? You think <laughs> about that sort of thing when you're, like, in high school, I guess. And then you find out that the answer is, yes, you are. Yeah. Because if you look into it, gymnasts, especially female gymnasts, uh, there's this really unfortunate thing where you'll notice that they start training well before anyone should start training. And that is why you will see a lot of gymnasts having stunted growth. A lot of them have somewhat stockier builds because their entire life, they've been training with high impact and a lot of movements that are not great for development. And it will stunt your growth and make you very good at your sport, but not very good for, you know, like general health and posture just general bone stuff yeah that's my very not fun fact of the day is that a lot of uh 
development is halted by gymnastics. You know, they they always succeed at bumming me out. That mm-hmm. one, I don't know why, bummed me out more than usual. I mean, I do know why. It made me sad because, I don't know, they're children and don't get a choice. Anyway, I think, yeah, that that might be sort of lightning situation of like his well-to-do rich parents from a very, very early age decided like we are going to get you trainers and this is going to be your life mm-hmm. we have decided we have laid it out before you and uh just to go ahead and try and make a connection or comparison so i just mentioned that it can halt some development which brings me to montgomery mcqueen a man who was likely put into training for racing at a very early age who in the first movie does not have headlights at the beginning and is teased for it. Oh, gosh. Almost as if he didn't develop something that people expected him to have or develop that he later then does get through through a good amount of uh, waiting and also money, which makes me think that what if his training delayed his development and he had to use his prestige and his money to have surgery to correct that. Ooh, that's pretty heavy, man. But I mean, I I remember when Sally or Mater, I, I know Sally does, but I think some others also sort of like ask him and tease him about it. He gets defensive very quick and says, well, race cars don't need headlights because the mm-hmm. track is always lit is I think his exact thing, which sort of sounds kind of like well i i i don't i don't need that uh because i've trained my whole life to do this one thing so it was worth it to not have those uh mm-hmm. which seems pretty much exactly what the defense would be in like real life like yeah i have uh scoliosis and i'm no taller than five foot for my entire life but i got a silver medal i i think i i was trying to get to the the stunted development and i think that works really well. I couldn't get there. Good job. You know, it just it sort of happens. My original fun fact of the day was completely unrelated to cars and to Montgomery McQueen, but was related to a Montgomery County Sheriff. I mean, you haven't done a fun fact yet, I don't think. Do you want Here's my not very fun fact of the day. Not my very not it. fun fact. My not very fun fact. <laughs> okay, sure. Which is uh, apparently in Montgomery County... In Ohio, good luck, Lucas. Uh, dang it, uh, I was the, hoping it was Kentucky. <laughs> the sheriff's office is uh, not going to enforce the whole, you have uh, to wear a mask. Uh, wear a mask. You know how sometimes we just take a second and like tell you our personal views? Just mm-hmm. wear a mask. Just wear the mask. And I live in Kentucky, so if you don't wear a mask starting tomorrow at 5, that, that's just a crime. Good Oh, boy. They tried to trust us, and that was a mistake. We're America. We do the wrong thing because freedom. Just look in your heart to find some empathy, some compassion. It's not for you. It's to help your fellow man. Lucas, do not stifle my freedoms. How dare you tell me what I can and can't do? It's just, it's it's self-sacrificing, it's selfless, it's kind, it's compassionate, it's merciful. Lucas, it's if, I want, if I want to cough and lick every item at the store, I should legally be required to do so. Please just wear the mask, just wear the mask, just wear the mask. I can't, I, I will be on this for the next hour. 
So we're going to move away from it. So we were starting this off saying, yeah, he's a cocky sumnagun and that he's had the whole world handed to him on a platter. And that's how he resulted in being this a little bit of an arrogant person, this arrogant character, and the kind of person who will begin a movie, a franchise even, with the phrase, I am speed. But now I'm thinking, what if what if this is more like unhealthy obsession because that's the only thing he sees himself as having value in because he had a very unhealthy relationship with his parents oh yeah i i'm imagining a mix of like uh this is what your life is going to be this is we have decided this is what you're going to do also with a very unhealthy amount of like you are special you are the best you're a mcqueen so it doesn't excuse him being like a dick (laughs) In cars. But it does explain it. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So that's a big portion of his childhood. Do you think he was one of those who, like, either was homeschooled or was sent to, like, a private school that, like, they get taught, but it's mostly to train them to become better athletes? Because those are a See, thing. I want to think that, but it feels more like he's an kind of worshipped by his peers. He is clearly the focus he's the quarterback he's that handsome all these things that lead him to view himself as just the champion of wherever he grew up and uh like i don't know i feel like it's one of those things where i don't want to say that he's got gilmore girl parents because the the rich like okay uh you are a disappointment because you haven't done anything and everything we've said like I could see his parents having done that. I can't see them having put him in private school just due to his like general reactions to that facility. You have to assume that if he grew up extravagantly wealthy, that he wouldn't have the reactions to wealth and fame that he has. And the desire for it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd assume he'd be like, oh, well, this is normal to me. This is what I deserve. And this is what I was born into. Instead, it's more like, oh, this middle of nowhere town is garbage and people i don't like these rusty cars but at the same time he's impressed by oh shoot nathan villian's character whose name i can never remember his extravagant wealth yeah i I think that's a super super good point is like he wouldn't be desiring like in the montage where he imagines getting the dynaco sponsorship uh you all know it (laughs) he Mm -hmm. a lot of it is a lot of it centered around fame. Like he very clearly wants to be famous, but a lot of it is just like material wealth. Like he, I think gold plates, Mia and Tia, which is now that I think about it, mm-hmm. probably fairly problematic. Uh, they're literal We've trophy wives. Yeah, no, just the, uh, he literally makes them into trophies, the golden trophies uh, in his fantasies. <laughs> But that's before he grows at cars, I guess. I guess. All right. Anyway. Lucas, important, important question. Is that uh-huh. better or worse than uh, sexualizing them by making them dogs? Mm, is Mater I'm not gonna make... or is Montgomery? Which one's worse? Well, Mater literally, we are assuming, okay, we're taking, if we're doing this, Mater, we have said all of Mater's tall tales happen. So Mater did actually magically transform them into dogs lightning had the thought experiment of like getting them a like gaudy paint job that is like problematic 
Mater did literally make them dog cars with magic abilities, so definitely Mater. I mean, right? There, there's a difference, though, in that I imagine that if Mr. McQueen had the same godlike abilities, that he would have done his desires just as quickly, but Mater did turn them back, which is nice. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think... No, they do, in like a weird sexualized voice, go, bow, wow. So mm-hmm. it's not, I can't, I wanted so much to say, maybe it's not sexual for Mater, but I don't know that, and I hate that. Uh, I mean, so. if he's like a Greek god, then absolutely it was very sexual. Yeah, that's, you've turned Greek mythology on me, and I'll never forgive you. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, his is just for a fleeting moment of like, it's almost like they're still sexualized in a way that makes me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, but they're it's sexualized almost... and dehumanized, but they're still an animal, which I have to imagine is better than a trophy. Yeah, and it Mater's is to like serve his story almost, if we are going on the theory that Mater just like likes to invent these situations, literally invent them and change and warp reality to make them. In both situations, Uh, though, they're definitely scenery. No, fully. Uh, Me and Tia, unfortunately, are never used in this series for anything but table dressing, which is a shame. Uh, I'm sure they have hopes and dreams outside of flashing celebrities. And if they don't, more power to them. Whatever they have as a goal you got to respect that. Certainly. Certainly. You, they can do whatever they want with their headlights. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a sentence I've said. Uh, I don't know. I still have to say, if we're assuming both happen, like if we're assuming, like it doesn't matter that Lightnings was just a fantasy, I still got to say Mater literally takes sentience away from them, maybe. And that's messed up. And Lightning, like they're still like there for aesthetic reasons. But they still seem to be humans, just painted gold. Or car humans, but painted gold. Now... Both are bad. (laughs) They're both bad. I still think my reason for why Mater's is worse is valid. But also Mater has a pattern of doing it. Like, we only see this one fantasy of lightning, and he clearly sexualizes them outside of that fantasy. But in every single Mater's Tall Tales, me and Tia show up for five seconds and go, uh, El Matador, or whatever they do. So he all he does it a lot. It's like a consistent pattern with him to, to change them. But at the same time, my thought on it is that even though Mater's a repeat offender... I feel like if Lightning hadn't gone through his change and had the ability to warp reality to his whim, he wouldn't have ever changed them back. So it wouldn't have been a situation that would have ever happened again. It just would have been eternal. If we talk about this for much longer, the title of the episode is going to have to be the horrifying existence of being Mia and Tia. The objectification of Mia and Tia. I still think Mater's worse and I think Honestly, I think you're doing the thing where you're taking the opposite position to make it more interesting. I don't think you actually believe that lightning is worse. I'm going to call you out. So Montgomery McQueen. Yeah, got it. (laughs) All right. Rough relationship with his parents who are upper middle class, maybe lower upper class. Maybe he went to private school, but it wasn't like the most prestigious private school. Uh, He grew up with wealth, but not extravagant wealth. So uh, fun fact of the day. This I want you to I want you to guess what my connection to this is, but uh, there is a vehicle, and it's the 
It's the fastest amphibious vehicle in the world, driving on land and boating in water. It's called the Python Car. This comes to you from designboom.com. The fact that his name's Monty, Monty Python. All right. So (laughs) when did things go wrong and when did things go right for Monty McQueen? Yeah, that's something I want to get into. I want to get into this interim period in between like childhood and racing, obviously. But I did just go check and you're right. Lightning McQueen was born in 1977, according to this thing I found Mm. on his Mm -hmm. wiki. And that would have mean his rookie season was 2006 when he was 29. I think that's like not abnormal for NASCAR. Like there are younger for sure. Even so in this world, it's more akin to like running track. Yep. And that would that would definitely be past the years that his joints are at their peak. Yeah. Or, or even not running track. Like it's it's a sport. It It definitely is about technical execution, but it's also about body exertion. Honestly, I think they just made him too old in Cars 3 is the issue. Like, too old, too fast. I mean, it goes along with the idea of him being a car. If he is a car being used in a race in, uh, like, 2000-something, like, early 2000, versus 16 years later, he he's a very, very old car. He wouldn't be a very old person. Yeah, but, like, even... Even if we're assuming he has like 18 years of development before he's like, you know, a, a real like what would have been like a cutting edge car. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was cutting edge right when he was born. That would have been what? Born in 77, uh, 95. Mm-hmm. So he would have been 18 and 95. Probably fully developed. If we want to be generous, we can say what? 25 would be more than generous. I mean, I think development ends uh, anywhere from 21 to 28. I think 25 is the, like, that's when your brain is supposed to be done. But if you, if what you're saying is correct, that development fully stops at 28, that does make him, I guess, starting at 29 make some amount of sense. I mean, I'm not, I don't think we're going to reconcile it with, like, Lightning had some giant gap, mm-hmm. uh... I think it's got to be that that's just when cars start racing in this universe is around 30. I mean, we say that, but Doc Hudson was two. We don't know that he was born in his year in his car's model number, which is deeply upsetting. And I know that. But so I, are you suggesting that perhaps cars exist without their car body for a significant amount of time? Assuming he was 18 when he raced and won, he had a 16-year-long gestation period where he was just this ooey-gooey mass. You know, honestly, that's, again, that's fully not what I was saying. I think it's a better explanation than anything I was going to come up with. So, All but right. We, John, we see child cars in cars. Do they just transfer to new bodies when they're older? I mean, I feel like... That's something we've suggested before is that they have to get new bodies constantly. It is, but I, they're I'm growing just saying, out of their shells. Is that what we're going with? They grow out of their shells like hermit crabs? Well, if we're going with he is a particularly wealthy individual, maybe he just was like in his 20s when his parents decided, oh, we don't like the direction you're heading in your life, so we bought you a new car body, and you're going to be a race car for the family. That's fair. I, I, I think I like the 
intense pressure and training from an early age a bit too much Mm -hmm. for that the timeline's weird but that that feels right for a character who hates his own fans that's true i think we can do both i think intense training in his like car child body and intense pressure and then when he reached a certain age his parents like i i want they were bad parents they weren't great parents but like they still loved him i want to say and like cared about their son mm-hmm. uh even if they did it in a incredibly unhealthy way mm-hmm. uh so they maybe like saved up their entire life to buy him his you know full lightning mcqueen body i don't know if like i imagine that they would have been wealthy enough to just gift him a new body in this strange strange world i imagine that the intense training resulted in his original racing body by the time he's like 18 it was just since he was developing throughout those 18 years they were training him too hard it kind of wrecked his original body so they got him a new body which is why he doesn't have headlights because his new body is only what nine years old 11 years old somewhere in there starting puberty so he gets teased for his very very youthful body even though he is at that point 29 years old and then okay if he's what 11 if his body is 11 gosh what a weird podcast if his body is 11 in cars and cars 2 comes out what 2011 i want to say uh 2012 2011 somewhere around sounds there. right uh, that would put him right at 15 16 and that's when he has headlights mm-hmm. <sighs> deeply troubling john he grew himself a pair deeply deeply unsettling all right so since he is in a new car body and he is an adult now and he's completely developed that's when i assume the body is like okay so at this point you're not going to be able to handle another body switch so i guess the very wealthy can probably switch their body once or twice in their life depending on how young they are And uh, he got lucky and got it at the right time, which led to him being a very good race car. But as he is still a race car and he's doing a lot of dangerous things, that does mean that his body ages a lot more uh, roughly. So by the time Cars 3 rolls around, his squishy bit is 40 years old, but his car body is still very old for a car. It's not a good combo. It's, It's not, which is why when they're training him and they're talking to him, they're treating him like he's super old because both of his bodies are very old. His squishy bit is 40 at that point, meaning he's past his prime and his race car body is very old for a race car. Yeah. I think that checks out. I think that gets us solidly to his racing career, which I was actually able to find some decent information on in the I guess I just sort of gave up on people submitting names for the wiki quote of the day. Not in like a, this is not to make you feel bad, but like y'all didn't seem into it. And like, I've got to respect what y'all are into. If you still want to do it, I'll do it. But like, who cares, you know, of the day. Give me that uh, segment whose title gets a little bit longer every episode of the day. That's the joke. But if we go over to... Uh, world of cars slash wiki slash lightning underscore McQueen down here in the history and background section. Uh, we've got some really good information about like early racing career, lightning McQueen from a children's book. 
uh, called World of Cars that apparently is like a series of very short, easy to read stories about stuff characters were doing before the events of the first Cars movie. I gotta say, it feels wrong to hear you say World of Cars and then not anything else after that. Drivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash etc. Yep. It was weird for me too. But and this is going to be... This is like a couple paragraphs long, but I think it's good info, so I'm going to read it, just letting you know. Mm -hmm. Towards the start of his racing career, McQueen raced under sponsorship of Smell Swell Deodorizer. However, he was dropped from the label in favor of another young racer named Sammy Smelter, whose whose poor racing fit the image of Smell Swell better, according to the representative who fired McQueen. Mac! who had overheard McQueen's termination, approached the young hotshot and offered, offered to take him to Boston to meet for a job opportunity with Rusties, who had been looking, with little success, for a new spokes car. During their trip, McQueen and Mac became fast friends. Upon their arrival in Boston, Rusty and Dusty Rusties, my favorite guys, offered a sponsorship to McQueen. Although he was initially hesitant due to the sponsor's humiliating demeanor, and that's a little bit of editorializing, uh, McQueen... <laughs> agreed as long as mac could become his transporter okay you know i hear that and i think he's not as wealthy as i was originally assuming upper middle class probably uh but definitely not like upper class because the whole point is why would he feel a need to go get a different job and also why would his first job have been you know a stinky boy job yeah he doesn't have a lot of luck with the with the sponsors, like, putting him in a good light, I mm-hmm. guess. Can I just say that that's a great reason to be fired? Is, ah, uh, you're just, you're too good at racing. Like, you don't stink at racing, and we're kind of looking for someone who's bad at racing. Yeah, it's just bonkers to me to think that this, like, one, we've got to talk about this deodorant company in the cars universe uh deodorizer Uh, there's a difference uh not really uh one's for cars (laughs) but who are just like listen our whole campaign is this guy stinks on the track but not smell wise (laughs) when we got this guy he's the best at racing in the world this doesn't fit we can't change the campaign no we gotta get the worst racer out there to come in and so we can just mock him so we can fully use him and probably uh, just like can you imagine if you got a sponsorship because you were so bad at the sport you did like famously bad in like the minor leagues of it if i were to play any sport i feel like i would become famously bad at it No, but you would just get fired. No one would give you a sponsorship for it. I don't know. Maybe I'm charming. John Bishop doesn't have a lot going for him, but smelling bad. He stinks at his sport, but he doesn't stink. Every part of John Bishop's life is a joke, (laughs) except the way he smells. By whatever deodorizer, I closed the page. Smell swell deodorizer. I opened it back up. Uh, But... So he gets fired for being too good at racing, which, let me tell you, I'm sure does not improve his arrogance. (laughs) I mean, like, getting fired, that's gotta hurt. Finding out that it's because you're too good your first year or so. Oh, 
okay, I'm going places. Yeah, and like it's, I feel like it's a trope when like the overly arrogant character gets like cut from the team or doesn't get the part or uh, gets passed up for the promotion. They say like, oh, well, they're just jealous because I'm so good at it. Or like, oh, I'm 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 too good. I make them feel insecure. It's true for Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. Except it wasn't jealousy. It was this. Just this does not match our branding. You're too good at this sport. You, you either need to stop being so good, or we're gonna have to let you go. Well, uh, sorry, but I am speed, so I can't stop being good at racing. So he definitely works his way through the minor leagues of racing, which is interesting to me i don't know why really (laughs) but it is uh just because again lightning mcqueen like one thing you can't say about him is that he doesn't care about racing like it's Mm -hmm. shown over and over again even when he's like a dick in the first movie uh he obsesses over the fact that like he can't make that turn that uh doc makes and Mm -hmm. he drills it over and over again because he's i mean he's never not succeeded at something racing wise probably so I think it makes sense that he like worked hard, like did his time. He was probably, you know, a dick about it while he was in the minor league saying like, I'm too good for this. I'm leagues ahead of you all. And apparently it was true, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make it better to say. Honestly, that makes it worse. Yeah. At least oh, it's boy. like a little sad if you're not actually better than them. Like you're like, oh, you're making up from for some insecurities, but like, no. He's just sort of rubbing it in that they're not as good as him. And that's not great. It's not mm-hmm. great. Lightning McQueen is not a good person at the beginning. And a good car person. Carson. At the Johnny Carson. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I believe that is just, uh, shoot, word scat? Uh, yeah, I was doing free word association while trying mm-hmm. to make a point in a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, he's not He's not good. I'm, I do. I am very interested in the fact that apparently in this book, and again, this is like, a little kid book like it's fully a picture book so it makes sense to me that they point out that lightning uh that montgomery and mac became fast friends which doesn't really gel with the beginning of cars like maybe he got worse and started treating mac worse and worse i mean the but more I don't people know. treated him like he was a godsend the more he felt like he was one yeah so Mac maybe, met him maybe. when he was at his low point of having just been fired by a stinky deodorant person. <laughs> Should we talk about the concept of deodorant in the cars first? Absolutely. Deodorant in the cars world. Is it air fresheners? I do want to point out, and I'm not happy about it. We do know that they that they make that they smell bad when they exert themselves or don't bathe. Because if I remember right, Sally makes a joke after lightning is like wearing like it, like he's got his paint job stripped off and it's after his crash and cars three. Uh, she says like, oh, I'm going to have to start sell- calling you smelly instead of stickers, which is just a terrible joke that they put in that movie. But I mean, perhaps uh, it's just like the smell of primer. That could be an explanation for it. I think like the the intention behind the joke is that he wasn't bathing, but that could be mm-hmm. a, our explanation of it. He's got the smell of primer and like old, musty, dusty garage that he's been staying in and only staying in. It's fair enough. Because like you don't have to produce your own nasty biological scent 
to just smell bad if you're in an area that smells bad. You stay in a dump long enough, you're going to smell like a dump. But that does arise the question. I I will answer your question. Is it just air fresheners? Uh, Right now, I'm leaning towards almost certainly. But why would there be deodorant if they didn't make stink? Because they make at least two kinds of stink. The two kinds that I can think of, exhaust fumes and burning rubber. Okay. And I have to imagine that if you're in a world where everyone's cars and exhaust fumes are a thing and burning rubber is a thing, that if you're wearing some sort of deodorant or air freshener, then uh, I have to imagine that it's not for anyone else. Okay. It's it's for you to not smell the stinky, stinky world. Yeah, the stinky bad world they live in, full of cars that I would hate, would be a stinky, smelly world. So, yeah, would it still be inside them? Like, hanging off their non like, well, maybe not non-existent, but unseen rearview mirrors? Perhaps. I think, I think if we're going with the theory that it's for them to not smell the world, as opposed to for the world not to smell them... I think, yeah, it would go inside with the squishy bit. Okay. I don't like that they implant. Where's their nose? Yeah, if we... Okay, a nose is traditionally, for humans uh, and many, many animals, in between the eyes and the mouth. We know where their eyes are, and we know where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. That does put it in their engine, now that Which I think about it. does fit with some things we've seen, specifically with... Mr. Tomater. Yeah, when he sneezes, his his hood goes flying off. I wasn't... John, I was going to say, but I think that's not it. But no, you know what? I think their their nose and just respiratory system is like, maybe just their air conditioner? I would say air filter. Yeah, which which is connected, I think. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know anything about cars that aren't animated. Uh, But... (laughs) I assume that is connected to, you know, the air conditioner in your car. I would certainly hope so. Yeah, okay. I was, I want to make it clear, I was pretty sure that was right. It would Uh, be very strange if that weren't true. So I think that would actually make it work really well for those ones that you clip directly onto the vent of your Mm -hmm. air conditioner. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's, again, I don't like the idea of... Like, if we translate it to humans like we like to do to make it worse, having what would either be surgically implanted smells in your nose or just something hanging over right under your nostrils that just smells good. I don't like that, but that's what we're saying. So, See, when when I get sick and I get a stuffy nose and I hate it so very, very much, uh, when I was younger, I used to have... Uh, Vicks Vapor Rub, our our episode sponsor this week. Uh, sure. And I would put that on my chest. And then I grew older and I thought, I could just use less and not have a gross mess on my chest and just like dab it above my lip. And that's mm. what I imagine these cars would do, is they just put the nice smelly goop right in front of their nose. But like Vicks Vapor Rub... I, I haven't used it. I assume it's to like clear your sinuses. I'm sure you just told mm-hmm. us what it was for. Okay. That's its whole thing is that it's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. I don't like if you put it like in or right outside your nose, even if it's like, like a lo- lovely lavender sea breeze or like fresh laundry or whatever scent you want. That's that would suck. 
<laughs> I want to smell other things. But I guess in stink world, stink car world, maybe you wouldn't. Yep. In a world where everything involves you being either in front of or behind someone's butt, maybe maybe smelling only one very strong vapor rub scent is okay. Yeah, okay. So, good old Montgomery. He starts Monty. off his career, he works his way up. When does he become a mole? I'm sorry? When does he shed his car skin and find his way to the Mushroom Kingdom? Oh, that's an incredibly niche joke you've just made about Monty Mole, the Mario enemy and participant in Mario Party, whichever one is for the Switch right now. Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party. Just incredibly niche work you're doing over there, John. I'm not... I know my tone is disappointed, uh, and that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, it's what I do. It, for better or for worse, it is in fact what you do. So what's minor league racing like? Uh, it's the, the same, same but, but a lot less exciting because like, the really good. good racers just win all the time and everyone else is kind of just disappointing. Yeah, I guess it's it's probably just what... okay. Gun to your head, do you think minor league racing exists in our world? It has to, right? Yes. Like, it has to. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just I know that. someone who, like, has loved NASCAR for quite some time and seems to be wanting to, like, try and get into racing. So they're, like, training on carts. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny to me. I mean, I have watched John Tron's video where he races a NASCAR boy... And gets destroyed. And it's in go-karts. No, I mean, I'm sure it translates to a certain extent. Like you're driving on a track and racing and have to be smart about how you drive. And especially like these like really like not, not upscale, but like very professional ones where it's not like, where did we go? Like when I was in Lexington last, Malibu Jacks. Yes. yes. Our second sponsor for the episode. It's not mm -hmm. like Malibu Jacks kart racing but in my head oh, that's boy. what that's the context i have for go-kart racing so that's very funny to me those incredibly short tracks and like that's where he's getting his nascar training in. i do want to point out one last thing about the image of like doing it at a malibu jacks or a gaddy town or something <laughs> like that is that i just remembered that they had little boost buttons that gave yep. you like a turbo boost and that that made me laugh again it's like doing mario kart uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I wish I wish there were a form of kart racing that was more true to like Mario Kart, where you could just like with power throw ups. turtle shells that and... don't kill your friends, but like somehow cause their vehicles to spiral out of control in a safe way. Since we've gotten here, are go karts sentient in Cars first? Like, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, but for sure they're like chimps. Yeah, almost, almost uh, to the level of. Uh, evolution but not quite there yeah mm -hmm. honestly i remember actually we did ask what a monkey was last episode and our <laughs> response was uh super, super robot, robot monkey, monkey team, team hyperforce go. go but no we're changing it to go-karts it's go-karts and bumper cars are just like i don't know bonobos or let's say orangutans sure and john you know what one of the most common weapons is in popular kart racing video game Mario Kart. Tur turtle shell? No, it's, it's something it's a monkey likes. It's, it's yeah, yeah, there we go. It's a banana peel. We've cracked it. Wait, folks. it's a banana peel? What? 
For sure, go-karts must be monkeys. At least Mario Kart carts <laughs> that exist in the Carsverse. We've gotten off track. Lucas, what's a turtle? Tiny, an RC car, but in a with a protective shell. No, that's nothing. <laughs> I just, you just reminded me that for for a project for the engineering village in ECS, I did in fact build a like robot turtle. You also once built us cardboard turtle shells, and we were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, in a parade in our hometown. And mm-hmm. if you really look for it, you can find pictures of that on my personal Instagram. And keep in mind, I was just in charge of the shells. The shells were good. The rest of the outfit was questionable. At, <laughs> like, I'm talking very best, you could say it was questionable. Uh, but... <laughs> Turtle boy. Yeah. I also did pres- provide katanas. <laughs> Those were your contributions. To the, what was it, 4th of July parade? Yep. Yep. Georgetown's a small town. They let a lot of people in the parade. Do we have more stuff to say about Montgomery McQueen and his rise to stardom? I feel like there's probably stuff. Did he go to college? Let's let's do that. Uh, yes. He went to a trade school for racing. Nah, he was definitely in a fraternity. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Lightning's a frat boy. He's a frat Threw boy. Through star athlete on scholarship uh, probably dropped out early when he was offered a scholarship and then was like oh look there's this company that considered representing me i'm gonna drop out of college his parents were like uh no you're not and he's like too late already did it i'm not gonna stand in your shadow i am speed I'm, i'm gonna go the other way on his parents just because the way we've been characterizing them is like fully about his racing career you know Mm mm-hmm uh, so I think they would have been like, yes, this is what we've been crafting, what we've been sculpting you to be, and not imagining you as a person for your entire life. True. But also, would they be okay with him dropping out of college to immediately accept an offer from... Stink Boys deodorant stink or boys. whatever? <laughs> the Stink yeah, Boys. I, I've actually closed the page this time, so we're going to call it Stink Boys deodorant. Stink Boys deodorant? Definitely a star athlete, got a scholarship for it. What did he study? Not to... We could go the easy route and say, like, kinesiology, because that's a very common, like, occurrence. Is that a trope? Is it a trope if it's real? I don't really think... It's maybe a stereotype. (laughs) Uh, Like, not even, like, a negative one. Just, like... It's just a know. common occurrence. Yeah, just a, something that happens a lot. Yeah. I, I'm going to say not... The other one's business. That's true. I have a lot of opinions about collegiate athletes and them not getting paid, etc. Ch- a lot of them, it's the only, their only chance to etc, etc, etc. But yeah, he probably just took a blow-off major. Yeah. And that's not to say that the majors themselves are blow-off majors. It's... It's a well-known thing that athletes have had a troubled past of their coaches saying, hey, give my give my athlete an A. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't implying that kinesiology or business were <laughs> blow-off majors. Obviously not. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it's, it's just something he doesn't actually care about. Like, if we're going off of this theory of his parents being like uber-controlling, I think he went from them 
to like a coach or like them, a personal trainer when he was growing up and then to his coach in college. uh, And he just relied on them to say, you're going to do this major. And he said, okay, Okay. I'll do races. That's why I'm here. All right. McQueen, what does his father do? What does his father choose for him to do? I'm thinking business sounds right, but that seems a little too easy. I I could see, I I could see uh, Papa McQueen being being like a biz, a small business owner uh and having to like work really hard and scrape uh like he, he makes good money off of it but like he has to work really hard to do it uh, and that sort of driving his decision to try to get his son to go this route lucas does lightning montgomery mcqueen have any hobbies that we know about before as beginning of cars no definitely not other like, than racing, do we see him do anything else that he enjoys? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His whole life has been like, even if like, at, uh, I think at an early age, there was probably something else he was interested in, like music or art or uh, like, I don't know, for some reason, fossils came into my mind. Like he showed interest in something else and his parents probably said, no, like you can like that. That's not what you're going to do. And he just sort of, let that happen because he's a child. What else was he going to do? Okay, so maybe it's because I have seen, maybe it's because you said fossils, but I really like the idea of in this world where his obsession is Dynaco, a, a company that has a oh, dinosaur on its emblem. Dang, John. Yes. Maybe he studied or wanted to study paleontology. Maybe that's something he was interested in that he was never allowed to explore. And maybe, maybe to strain his relationship with his parents even further, they got him the sponsorship and demanded he drop out. I like that a lot. He and... wanted to keep going to college to study paleontology, but his parents said, no, we got you this great opportunity and you're not going to turn it down. And to get even more into it, like once you get paid uh, as an athlete, uh, in a certain way, uh, you lose your amateur status and cannot compete in collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. They maybe took a payday to force him out. Like that would lose him his scholarship. And they're mm-hmm. like, we're not going to pay. It, it would force his hand. Like not from a, like you have to do this lightning, like fully take that away from him. And I do want to say again, lightning very clearly loves racing. Uh, like he loves it independently of his parents mm-hmm. even this <laughs> crazy backstory that i think fits uh we've invented for his parents uh but i think he maybe could have been more complex is more complicated but was not allowed to be they mm-hmm. they he ended up really loving it but that wasn't necessarily like it wasn't guaranteed he could have ended up hating it but they mm-hmm. would have made him do it anyway yep i, I definitely i definitely see it they yeah. they ruined his scholarship because he wanted to stay in school to study paleontology, which he had just started to like re-explore for the first time in many years because he's been too busy with all the racing training. And uh, they ruined that opportunity for him because they got him the right opportunity, even if he disagrees. And uh, that's why he has to scrap through his uh, earlier career is because 
he decides to stop accepting support from his family and he just happened to be lucky with Mac because Mac was there and he's like, okay, I'm going to go with this guy because I'm not going to turn back to my family who has hurt me in such a, such a real way. Yeah. And the second he turns to someone, Mac, who cares about him, like Mac surely in this story goes up to him because like, yeah, that guy's good at racing, but he decides to go with Mac and like go with Rusty's because he's like, I like Mac. He's the first person to treat me as more than a, a race car. And again, I do, we do have, we're towing the line of lightning doesn't want to race or like to race, which does not gel with his characterization at all. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it uh, explains our problem at the beginning of the episode. What was that? That was an hour and a half ago. Uh, we, we were first very confused as to why he was as old as he was when he was in his rookie season. Yes. And maybe okay. it's because yeah. he took a few years being bitter about what his parents did but then he remembered himself. like the glory and the joy of racing. He took a few years off to sort of find himself and like at, really ask himself the question, is this something I like to do or something that was for I was forced to do and just assumed I would do? And the answer ended up being, yes, I like to race. I want it. I'm good at it. And I'm the best at it. And I'm going to be the best at it. And mm-hmm. I can't be anything less because he still has a lot of baggage from his parents. Uh, and just personal stuff. He has to prove himself to his parents now a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in his mind, especially going away from it and coming back. I feel like he feels like he has to prove himself a lot. Man, I really like this characterization of Lightning we've given him. This also explains why he's as obsessed with the Piston Cup and with this career as he is. He wants the fame and the fortune because it's what he kind of used to have but he wants it to be his own because he doesn't want to be connected to the people who hurt him in that way. But he also wants to prove himself to be good enough for it. Yeah. Honestly, man. Yeah. I, I, I am sure there are people that I'm not going to in good conscience say we have given lightning McQueen a better headcanon backstory than anyone. Cause I don't know. I'm sure there are people at Pixar who have like a fully fledged backstory for lightning that is technically canon. But I like mm-hmm. ours like a ton. Like yep. a ton, John. It feels a lot more like an explanation for a person who was a jerk at the beginning of this movie than we would ever actually get from them. It feels more like, oh, this person is this way for a reason. And I may not be happy about it, but I do understand it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it in this version of it is... He feels like he can only depend on himself. Like Mm -hmm. he's the one thing he can control to quote Hamilton, the musical. Uh, -hmm. uh, Yeah. I feel like we landed on a darn good autobiography. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of us in this episode. It it took him a while to decide that, you know what? He's not throwing away his shot. Hey, there you go. Still haven't seen it. Hey, he's young, scrappy, and hungry. I can do this all day. I don't want to do it. Uh, no, yeah, I think I think we've landed, we've gotten there, and it's time to end the episode. Yeah. All right. So you heard it here first, folks. Just because Montgomery McQueen sounds like and acts like a dick doesn't mean that there's not a deeper uh, person in there. And as much as we have explained, 
he's still a dick. Like, it doesn't. At the beginning of Cars One, it explains it definitely. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to it. Uh, It was a very cool thing you did, and we always appreciate it. I said that in a way that didn't feel genuine, but it is very genuine to us. We really appreciate you listening to our weird little cars show uh, that you really need a lot of cars context to fully get. And that's cool that you do it. Uh, If you want to send us like a question or a suggestion or a comment, or if you just want to like say hi, say, hey, I found that picture of you in awful Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes on Lucas's personal Instagram at LL Cool South. Go ahead and do that. Again, John's turtle shells are good. The rest is very bad. Uh, I've gotten off track. Our email, there we go, is thekachat at gmail.com and our Twitter. Uh, you can also tweet at us or DM us there uh, is at thekachat. Both of those are all one word. John also says stuff, if you would believe it, so I'm going to let him do that. All right, folks, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and tell literally everyone. And I don't mean one person tell a bunch of people, one person tell a bunch of people. Everyone. I don't even mean everyone you know. I mean every single one of you tell every single person on Earth, in existence, in the universe. Tell everyone. This is the best energy we've had for an episode in a while. Like we've had some lethargic ones or like some just like sort of off energies, but this, this energy was good today. I got maybe uh, 10 to 11 hours of sleep yesterday because I got home from work and I just went to bed immediately. Hey, self care, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it. Uh, but anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, until next week, I'm Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. Remember to float like a Cadillac? What are you doing, Lucas? You are embarrassing. Give it it to me again. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. Remember to float like a Cadillac. Sting like a Beamer. (laughs) We entered that weird energy right here at the end, huh? Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)